You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait, celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 35 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? Good, good. What have you been up to this week since we last spoke? It's been a busy week, lots of shooting, lots of writing. I've been writing to it. I've got a couple of new obsessions, Val. What are they? Right, well, so when I'm working, classical music. In the background. This is so highbrow for me. But it, it like there's something about classical music that that does something to your brain waves that makes it easier to concentrate. So it's recommended that you have it in the background if you're ever studying or having to like just stay on track. So I thought I'd give it a go. Yeah. And it works really well. Any particular kinds of classical music? Now you're gonna ask me because I like you can you probably can play like <laughs> Beethoven or Bach, can you? You can, can't you? Yes. You can, yeah. <laughs> so you'd say that. So I can play chopsticks, <laughs> right, okay. really well, but um, I don't even know what I'm listening to, but I just know it's good. So what I've found on YouTube, you can get like three hours worth and I just have wow. that in the background and like there's, there's lots of different ones and it like it's really good. And my other obsession is my chai tea. Very nice. Love it. And I'm making it from scratch. And it's really, that's like, um, so if anyone has any like uh, good chai recipes, uh, please share them on the, on the Facebook page because yeah. I'm so into it. And for listeners who want to join the Facebook page, that's just where we share our photos and also just share things generally. And it's So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and come and join us. It'd be fun. And I nearly got arrested this week, Val. How did you get arrested? So on a shoot uh, a couple of days ago and uh, we were doing a lifestyle shoot. The, like, uh, creative was there. There was, like, a a cast of thousands. There was filming going on as I was shooting. We were walking around a particular place. I don't want to sort of say too much because... It's now in the hands of lawyers. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, and we're set up. I've got my assistant and we're, we're like a particular shot needed extra light in there. So I said, uh, Jamie, go in, um, hold the light up, go in and light, light our models. And he's like, it's, uh, that's going to cause trouble. I've been here before. As soon as the light comes out, I'm like, we all have permission to be here. So the light comes out, flash, bang. The woman who uh, was in charge of the place that we were shooting comes out. She's like, what are you doing? Turn the flashes off. Stop filming. Stop shooting. Mm. And, you know, then there's this like an hour, this back and forth, back and forth. We've got permission to be here. We're, it's all cool. We have permits, da, 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 da. I'm calling my lawyers. You know, meanwhile, we, I had nothing to do while I was waiting for all this to go down but stand behind the camera and chat to the crew. Mm. So I retold our Bon Jovi story. We went <laughs> through all the, the barriers yes. and, uh, and got to photograph Bon Jovi. Yes. And I'm entertaining everyone with this story so everybody's laughing. So we're all standing behind the cameras laughing and this woman who was so angry said we were laughing at her. Oh, my God. situation worse that the guy, the head of the whole shoot comes over, he's like, what are you laughing at? And they're like, Gina's Bon Jovi story. So like, stop telling stories. Oh Step my away God. from the – so uh, crazy lady, mm-hmm. allegedly, allegedly crazy lady. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we, we – 
in the end, we just we were moved on, found another location, and continued shooting. I've never seen anything like it. That's bizarre. She was obviously having a bad day, crazy lady. Crazy lady is always like this. We found out later. She oh. Crazy lady will shut down everything that happens. Oh, people are weird, aren't they? People are weird. What's what's been happening with you, Val? What's been happening with me? Jeez. Well, while you're listening to classical music via YouTube, I can't even play YouTube like at all. Or I can play two seconds and it'll stop and it'll buffer for 10 seconds. And it'll play two seconds and it'll stop and it'll buffer for 10 seconds because currently I'm experiencing the slowest internet on the planet. And that's that seems to be an ongoing problem in my life. <laughs> but um, I'm getting like 0.43 megabits per second. 0.91 megabits per second. I rejoice when it's over one. <laughs> it's like dial-up. <laughs> it's, no, it's slower than dial-up. So oh, my God. These days, like Microsoft had to update something and it was going to take like 10 hours. So I drove down the road and parked myself outside one of the pink Telstra boxes uh, because then you can use Telstra Air. Like I'm, so I'm sitting in my car in a car park in the dark like a serial killer or something <laughs> just so I can use the damn internet. Oh, my God. Anyway... I won't bore you with my internet woes. I will. <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> I'm really excited about this week's topic, which is classic portrait lighting styles every photographer should know. I think this is fantastic because it's mm-hmm. breaking it down. We can use these go-to lighting styles. Yep. But before we get on to that, a couple of things. Uh, apparently, you want to talk about Khloe Kardashian's booty. I'm obsessed with it, Val. Why? Well, you know I love a good booty and you know that, like, you know, last year I did my whole crunch, uh, like, uh, squat challenge. Yes. How'd you get it? Were you able to crack walnuts in the end? I'd never got there in the end. I haven't let go of that dream. (laughs) I haven't let go of that dream. But... Um, the, the reason I'm obsessed with Khloe Kardashian's booty, uh, and uh, there's a link in the show notes uh, to she she posed uh, for for a magazine uh, cover shoot, and she's been working out. But um, and and so, but but there's been all, all all the trolls have been coming on saying that when they saw the uh, the, the the shots that uh, obviously she's been retouched. So Chloe to shut everyone down posted like unretouched images of herself next to the uh, re- the images and she's only been slightly retouched and she looks like that for real so like good on her but it's gotten to the point where celebrities now have to defend themselves mm. and say that no 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 there's no retouching going on and 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 I think retouching has changed now to the point where uh, it has to be really, really good retouching mm. and not, not traceable and not as obvious because everyone's now onto it, mm. you know. Um, and so, but I just wanted to, like, the other thing that I really like about these this series of shots is, like, some of the poses are really cool and worth sort of keeping in mind. Like, there's, there's, there's one of her where she's uh, sitting on a um, basketball Mm. Uh, and uh, and uh, legs uh, spread, <laughs> but, yes. but it's made her look her body look incredible. And if you're working with a model who's um, like slightly buxom, like uh, Chloe is, like this pose, like the, the photographer's done everything right. Like you know, very very high heels mm. make her legs look extra long, mm. and then like just uh, strategic positioning uh, of the hands and the arms in the shot actually make her waist appear a lot smaller yeah. and give her arms beautiful definition and even like the tilt of her, the, the face and the way they've used lighting it's just like a it's a it's a really uh well lit and well posed and well executed shoot yeah very striking she looks amazing she looks incredible and oh my god the booty, amazing. <laughs> I would like to say, though, that, I mean, I do believe it, I, it's a fantastic shoot, uh, but make sure that we, it's important to make to, to realise that we can't necessarily use the same poses for the people that we're shooting because Khloe Kardashian can pull off a certain attitude that you really need and with some other people it'll look really bad because they just can't carry it off. But it's good to, like, look at these, like, c- collect – when you see images like that, have a look because I'm going to now 
in in this uh, this podcast today breakdown lighting styles. So I just want everyone to keep these in the back of their mind because I'm going to uh, like breakdown lighting styles, and then you'll be able to see images that you really like and really easily tell what sort of lighting style. So it might be like sometimes I'll look at a shot. And I'm like, I like the lighting, I don't like the pose, or I'll mm. take elements of the pose. Like, you know, that shot of Chloe where she's got legs akimbo, if mm. that was her just leaning on a bench mm. like, or sitting on a, a stool and you cropped out the bottom half of her, that's a good um, a good pose yeah, for anyone, yep. you know. So there's yeah, like true. elements. And just the fact that you go, wow, look how good her legs look because she's got super, super high heels on, mm. you know, really elongates the legs. So there's there's things that you can learn from, you know, even something. So so I've gone from um, – I have, uh, like, you know, broad taste, Val. Yes, you do. music. Yes, to Chloe Kardashian. Kardashian, which is probably about as lowbrow as you can get, <laughs> really. Well, let's move on to photo critique. Now, Gary, Gary Lunn, has sent in four of his recent studio shots, you know, um, shots that he's taken in the studio. And he's used a beauty dish that the studio provided with an Alien Bees V800. Now, these are great shots. I saw these and I was like, wow. So I want to know, I want to hear what you have to say. So this is the feedback for Gary Lund. Thanks for sending these in, Gary. Yeah, so before I launch into Gary's uh, photo critique, I just want to say that in terms of someone who's doing all the right things to get ahead in a career as a photographer, like, you know, Gary's doing all of them. Like he's putting himself out there. He's learning everything he needs to do. He has been working. Like we've known him for the entire, like he was one of the first people that uh, contacted us when we started the podcast, Val. Mm -hmm. So we've known him for like, you know, almost a year now. And and I've been watching him, um, you know, grow in experience and he's doing like, uh, lots of different workshops. He's researching. He's uh, reading lots of blogs. He's doing every single thing he needs to do to develop his style. So I just want to start out by congratulating him. And it's no wonder that he's uh, he's gone as, as as well as he has. So his series of shots that he's done, he's, he's using a beauty dish. They're studio lit. Now we'll put we'll put these um, shots in the show notes, but they are of a brunette girl, and one shot has. As a uh, you know, newspapers in the background, sort of just strewn in the background. They look yep. as a one has an American flag in the background. Yep. One's just a classic portrait shot, and the other has is a portrait shot with movement where the the girl is switching her hair around. And if you want to have a look at them, have a look at the show notes, which you'll find on GinaMilitia.com. Now, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Gina. Go ahead. No, that's cool. So, in in terms, so uh, beautiful girl. In terms of his lighting, uh, that that's like I can't fault it. It's 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 flawless. So that's using um, a beauty dish up in front of the model. We will go into these lighting styles later later in the podcast. So I think um, Gary's concern is uh, he 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 says that uh, when he gets into the shoot, he's so concerned about worrying about what uh, you know whether he's exposed is correct and uh, he's on the right aperture and his photos are sharp that he forgets about little details like the hands mm. and uh, you know whether the model's eyes are connected so that's what he wanted to to, to, to like more critique on and so like you, you've nailed everything in this shot and then those little things Gary you know what they're just going to you, you're going to get better and better at those with practice so like all I can recommend to you is you maybe have some sort of cheat sheet on your phone or um, you know on a sheet of paper in your pocket or somewhere near your camera bag that you can um, and I think even just the art the act of writing all these things down okay so when I'm posing the things I need to remember are you know are the eyes sharp are my highlights are correct is uh, the pose is the model looking relaxed and then you might have something to say indicate you know check the hands because that's the thing that everyone forgets so like you know in in, in some of these shots uh, you know the model's hands are clenched a bit tight and uh, are looking a, a, a bit awkward, but it's not something that, like, you know, 99% of photographers uh, do a lot of the time. So, Gary, like, 
you, you've done an amazing job with these shots. It's just about like continuing to shoot as much as you can and practicing, and it's going to get easier and easier and easier to notice these these things. Mm. I absolutely love them. I love yeah. the ones with the newspaper in the background. That's I a see, great. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 awesome. Uh, okay, so in that case, let's move on to uh, this week's topic, classic portrait lighting styles every photographer should know. I guess this is something that I've never really thought of. I mean, I, I'm i just so – I'm always thinking – I mean, I do think about lighting, but I don't necessarily think of lighting styles when I'm taking a portrait because I'm so fixated, probably like Gary, on, yeah. oh, my God, how do I pose her? Is the background yeah. all right? Uh, so, yeah, what are the classic lighting styles? How many are there? Well, there's there's several. There's, like, there's four. You could say five. Some people could say six. I've broken it down into four. Okay. Um, but before we start, I've got yes. a quote. Okay, go on. What's your quote? Who's it, who's it from? Who's it from? From the Dalai Lama. Oh, who you uh, shot, actually. I have, yeah. So know the rules well so you can break them effectively. Good, Good one. Thank yeah, you, Mr. Dalai Lama. Mr. Dalai Lama. So um, before I actually uh, launch into uh, the different lighting styles, Val, yes. I, I just I just want to talk about um, – I feel the need to tell a story about – my first time. Can oh. you, yeah. Can you remember your first time, Val? I can. I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's probably yeah. different to your first time. Well, I hope it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, obviously it's been etched in your memory. Do tell us oh, what, yeah. what happened so, during your first time. What made so, it so memorable? So, so I was 22, Val. Oh. oh, that's, okay. yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, he was the best looking guy I'd ever seen. Right. He was he towered over me. He was like really? six foot two. I'm only five seven. I'm five eight with my hair done. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh when he locked his uh piercing blue eyes into mine, I actually physically gasped. He was really? that good looking seriously. And okay. uh you know, because it was my first time, yes. I was really, really nervous. My heart was beating at a million miles an hour, my mouth was dry and uh-huh. my palms were really sweaty. Oh. And you know, you got that inner voice that tells you, like I've got this inner tough chick that just said, Pull yourself together, woman. Yeah. yeah. But I was worried because I didn't want to make a mistake. And you know what? I thought I knew where everything went. <laughs> right? But, you know, it's not until you're actually in the thick of things yeah. that you know for sure. So, like, in the end. Sometimes you never know for sure. Well, I, in the end, I reckon I stumbled and bumbled my way along, you okay. know. Yeah. It was rough. was yeah. raw. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. I got there in the end and I'm really proud of my very first achievement in lighting my first portrait shoot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what to say, Gina, really. Just um <laughs> Do you want to expand I, I on that or every single second like it was yesterday, okay. you know? And so I was lucky um, because I'd been an assistant for a year and I'd watched uh, like the Andy who, who mentored me was a mm. master at lighting. Yes. And so I'd been watching him for ages. And so the first, uh, you know, chance I had to light someone, I uh, worked with a, a model, Alistair, I've talked about it before, because you remember, it's like your first time doing anything, you're going to remember. So um, I My was... first time with you was with Brett Blewett, you, me and Brett Blewett. We had a threesome. Mm, mm. For people who don't know, um, that was Gina and my first shoot together and Brett Blewett was a star on Neighbours at the time. Okay, sorry, do continue, Gina. Yeah, so it's like I was lucky because I had this mentor who taught me all these uh, great sort of lighting tips and uh, and I knew how to like define and enhance facial features and like make the skin glow. Okay, so this is a like a big advantage. Um, but you know what? I was so preoccupied with like like Gary said, focus on the eyes, and you know worrying about my exposure and everything else that you kind of forget everything. Mm. So like I'm I've I've created now a list of the cr- cr- classic lighting styles. 
so that everyone else has them now. And so, you know, whether when you get to your first time or it's your second or your third time, you're going to have something that you can refer to and sort of remember. So like you can re-listen to this podcast or check the notes and know what to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, the thing is, it's like I can now show everyone like there's lots of photos in the show notes it's 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 hard to sort of physically describe all of these on the air so I really suggest everyone has a look um, at them but but when you just describe lighting styles to the untrained eye they kind of all look the same Mm. and it's like you know do you remember when you first started drinking wine Val um at first, like, you know, you're talking about there's what's the difference between like a Merlot and a Cab Sab. And that, to me, they all tasted the same, right? Yes. And it's like you, your palate has to become a little bit more sophisticated before you can sort of t- t- distinguish between, you know, a, like a Shiraz or a, like a heavier wine. I, I still and, can't distinguish. And I, I, I go by label. Yeah. <laughs> still. But that's kind of what I'm talking about. And then there's some wines that you can tell the difference. Like you can obviously tell between hopefully a white and a red just by looking <laughs> at it. It's distinct. So there's some lighting styles that are like are more obvious than others, but like it, it some of them it is just like a subtle thing but hopefully I'll be able to um break it down and 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 define uh that you know show you the highlights a little mm. bit better so when it comes to like defining lighting styles what I'm going to talk about is lighting styles in relation to what the main light is doing in the shot okay so there's where the position of one main light is going to define that lighting style and then whenever you see a shoot where there might be three lights one light five lights okay there's always one hero light okay that that dictates the style all the other lights all they're doing is supporting that main light you know so when you get a, a lead singer on stage who's singing okay the lead singer can sing on their own but it's not until you bring up the in the backing singers yep. they're sort of adding fill yep to to, to make to make the sound bigger you know okay. So that's 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 how it works. So you've got your hero light, and then you've got um, fill. That basically the fill light is there to uh, reduce shadow. So you can either have very moody light with one light, or and a certain lighting style, or bring in more lights to reduce the amount of shadow mm. and fill as a support. Okay, does that make make sense? Makes sense. So far? Makes sense. Okay. Yes. So let's let's break it down and talk about the different lighting styles. So first up, yep, first is one. classic beauty lighting. Okay? okay, now this is known by a few other terms. Uh, it's also known as Hollywood lighting or Paramount lighting, and it's be called Paramount lighting because it's named after the film studio that first began to use it. So you think you look back at classic uh, movie photos, uh, your publicity shots from the 30s and 40s and 50s. Ah, yes. This is that style of lighting, okay? It's also called clamshell lighting because often uh, there's two lights, one above the other in in the shape of a clamshell. So the, the main light, the top light is the hero light, so the lead singer, and the other lights underneath are there to to fill in any shadows from the other side, okay? It's also called uh, butterfly lighting because if you put – the light is set up above the model, directly above, like centre, front and centre above the model, and the light – uh, will cast a shadow under the model's nose in the shape of a butterfly. Now, oh. in, in the uh, show notes, there's a photo of actor Faraz Durrani who has, if you look under his nose, Val, you can see uh, a little butterfly uh, cast a shadow under his nose. It's the shadow of the nose, looks like yes. a butterfly. And uh, next to that shot, so, so that's just using one light. Okay. Now you can actually refine that style of lighting and use. Uh, there's a shot of Sherry Lee Biggs who, and this is how I tend to use beauty lighting uh, for my portrait shots. Is I make it much much softer. Same setup, but I reduce all the shadows because I don't like shadows. I don't like heavily uh, contrasty shots, especially for my female models. So. Mm. 
that shot of Sherry Lee is a similar, same, same lighting principle, but just more fill lights. I've brought in more backing singers. Okay. All right. Yes. So um, it's, 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 so you can use it with both hard and soft light. It's really popular amongst fashion as fashion photographers love this style of lighting and celebrity photographers, and they prefer to use like a hard light modifier. We've talked about modifiers in one of the earlier episodes of the podcast. So like a beauty dish gives a really hard light. So using a beauty dish, but high up? High up, yes. Mm -hmm. Up over front and centre. Um, now, the like, it's a great look. I love it. But I prefer to use, uh, use this style of lighting with a very soft light modifier because when I'm shooting, I might be doing a couple of thousand shots in one day, all right? So I'm doing those big shoots and then that might get reduced to, say, uh, 50 shots that are that are needed by uh, whoever's, uh, you know, commissioned me to do the shot. Yeah. If I had to retouch 50 photos lit in this way, mm. I'd still be doing it a year later because it yeah. takes forever. Yeah. But this is the sort of lighting, this sort of hard lighting looks uh, amazing in, in, in campaigns but it's, it, it shows every single flaw on the model's face, all right? Now, I'll put a link uh, to uh, uh, just – I want you to just see how hard this style of lighting is, is in a before shot. And, I'm, and uh, I found it actually shots of um, Beyonce unretouched using this style of lighting with hard light mm. to show you uh, what, what this looks like. And it – what it does, like Beyonce is a beautiful girl, like stunning, gorgeous, but lighting someone above, from above with very, very hard light, it's going to make any tiny, tiny imperfection, it's going to magnify everything. So I don't understand why it's so common and popular then if it magnifies every tiny imperfection. Because what it does is like having the light up high like that accentuates uh, bone structure and makes like if you've got it makes everyone's cheekbones look beautiful and higher makes right. the line looks really square it, yep. it, it is makes it's beauty lighting because it makes everyone beautiful but in order to use it really well you pretty much need to retouch the shots afterwards or have someone who's like work with models who are 14 yep. don't have any pores and not never a, had alcohol ne caffeine nothing, or no imperfections and then they look amazing but if you get anyone over 15 anyone just a normal skin tone everyone has pores and everyone has like slight imperfections like a lumps and bumps and a little bit of scarring that's so normal mm. so and it's not advised it's not a great uh lighting style for anyone who's a bit heavier in the face because it's just going to accentuate that so so strictly speaking this lighting style is um great for uh like younger skin um slighter models and and it, it works very well so you know that's why it's used as um you know, that's why fashion photographers love it so much because okay. obviously they're working with young, young, young people. But you prefer a softer setup, but still with the highlight? Is that what you're saying? Same situation, but I use a uh, an Octobox or a mm. Softbox rather than a beauty dish. So, and it's, uh, it's uh, the, the lighting is diffused and very, very soft. So it gives a similar effect, but I'm then filling in all the shadows. Mm. So it's like... With I'm, other lights, with your backup signature. With other, okay. I'm bringing up other lights. So Are I'm they soft thinking, boxes as well? Always bringing in soft boxes as well. So you can have a look uh, in uh, under classic beauty lighting in the show notes, Val, you can see that I've got my main light set up over the model and then either side you can see I've got two soft boxes yes. coming in as fill. Yep, yep. Great. Okay, so it's still giving you the it's sculpting the face, um, but it, it's just a lot softer. Yep. All right, oh. so that's that's go to. I'll, I'll use it for celebrity fo for photos, but like a bit softer. All right. Yep. So, 
a variation on this uh, lighting style, Val, is is loop lighting. All right. So um, loop lighting is exactly the same as beauty lighting, but the light is set slightly to the side. So it's still above the model, but it's either slightly to the left or slightly to the right. And what this does is, uh, whereas uh, the beauty lighting directly from above is mainly casting a shadow directly under the chin and then one under the nose, loop lighting is lighting from the side and it, it, it casts a shadow to the side of the face. So you're giving a bit more, it sculpts the face a bit more and it's, it, it, um, it'll, it'll give the appearance that the face is slightly slimmer as well. And it just gives a bit more modelling. It makes the models look a bit more three-dimensional. Mm. And, and I, I, I use this a lot when I'm working outside this style of lighting. So it's uh, it, it, a, a, about 80% of my location shoots are done in loop lighting. Um, you can you can tell loop lighting by the just like where the shadow is. So you can see I've got two examples where I've used loop lighting and the, uh, there's a detail shot of uh, actor Alex Dimitriatis there and you can see there's a little loop under his nose. You can see the shadow, yes. but it's not directly under his nose. It's now slightly to the side. So your, your light came from the, the right as looking at it. Fantastic, Val. Camera. <laughs> so, so, but th this is great because now when you start to see the different patterns in lighting, when you spot a shot in a magazine or somewhere that you really like, you can use this sort of detective work to work out where the light came from, what sort of lighting to use. Because if you ever want to replicate that light, it's good to know these things. So, so, so where did you put the light? So you have a second shot there, which we put in the show notes, and it's of the cast of Underbelly, which is a, a very popular miniseries in Australia. And yep. um, it, where, did you, where have you put the light there? So it's up above them all, but yes. slightly to camera right. So you can see uh, with the shadows, and, and this is harder to detect here, Val, because I've brought in other lights uh, mm. to, to, to fill in, but the main light is up directly above them. I see. Slightly to the right. And you can see that because you can see that they're all lit the highlights are slightly to the right of the uh, of yes. their faces, and the left sides, particularly um, uh, Vince Colosimo, there, the yes. guy that's got his the, the cigarette in his mouth, uh, he's almost just out of the light. So a lot of his face, uh, the left side of his face, camera yep. left, is in shadow. But you've obviously got some fill lights on Simon Westaway's fa face uh -huh. because the left side is lit up. Exactly. Right, so come got it. left. All right. So, but you can see it clearly in the detail shot of Alex yes. uh, just on the face, how that works, and then the rest of the face uh, falls off to shadow. Yeah, and Alex Dimitriadis is also a wonderful Australian actor. Um, they're great shots, Gina. Okay, yeah. what else? A great one, a great one to use outside if you just got one light and you want fill light, because I think the loop lighting uh, is the closest light to replicating natural light outside, so so that you so that your shots don't look like um, they're dropped in. You know, the model doesn't look dropped into the background. It, it doesn't look artificial. And if you're outside, you're unlikely, you know, for new photographers, we're not likely to have lots of lights. If we only have one light, we'll loop light with the one light and maybe fill with a reflector or something. So all these different lighting styles, Val, can be achieved with using one simple light. Mm -hmm. um, you, can, uh, you can achieve some of them using just uh, window light or you can achieve them using continuous lighting like you've got... Uh, at, at your studio, at your at your place, like continuous lighting. So it doesn't necessarily have to be flash because right. light is all the same. You can use lightsabers if you want. <laughs> all light is the same. Or iPhone torch. Uh, we've done that too, haven't we? Yes. So you could light a portrait with the uh, with the light from an iPhone. <laughs> yes. Or okay. a torch or candle. Okay. All, all right. right. Let's move on to the next one. Split lighting is um, a style of lighting and basically what it does is uh, split the face in two. So whenever I see split lighting, I am um, uh, reminded of my favourite biscuits, which are almond biscuits dipped in chocolate. Half is white, half <laughs> is chocolate. 
it. Okay. <laughs> so that, that's, that's the visual that you need to have. So okay. split down directly down the middle of the face. If you've got uh, a window light uh, that is uh, directly uh, to the side of someone, like at, at 90 degrees of someone, you will have half the face is lit and the other half will go into shadow. So it's a very moody style of lighting, fantastic for character portraits. Okay, so there's one here of Rockstar Tommy for his Drop Bears promo. Uh, you can only see uh, one eye and... Uh, yeah. You know, his face is in shadow. You recognise this lighting style. It's it's really popular on yeah, album covers, awesome. isn't it? It's, it's fantastic. You know, so it's a very strong, dramatic lighting. I don't tend to use it on female faces because I think it's too moody and it, it, it tends to accentuate, uh, again, uh, too many details in the face. So um, I tend to avoid using it. But if you can find a way to do this in a soft way, it's going to look good on a, on a female um, model, on a female model. The amount of contrast can be reduced by uh, the amount of fill light that you bring in. So that could be using a reflector on the other side. You could uh, ha have a little bit more details in the shadows, but still have that split. So you'll st still see tone on the other side or let it go to black and go to nothing without using a reflector. Yeah. Okay. So right. more backup singers <laughs> gives you more detail or just let the uh, lead singer do just do a, a solo and you just get lighting on one side. All right. Mm, mm. So cool. a good one, a good character one. So the next one, Val. Yes. Rembrandt lighting. What is Rembrandt lighting? Okay. So I just want to talk about Rembrandt because okay. I've got some uh, trivia for you. So Re Go Rembrandt on. was a Dutch painter. Um, his full name yes. Rembrandt. Harmazon Zoon Van Ringe. So no wonder he shortened his name because like, but remember this because this is going to win you probably a million bucks because it'd be that question, you know, the final one in the final round, what was Rembrandt's full name? Like in a trivia competition? Yes. Yeah, I'll go yes. to pub trivia tonight. Just, pub trivia just to... and you could win because you know you got to write that down or put it in your phone or something. Yeah. Because like hardly ever, anyone ever mentions it. So he's a Dutch painter. You learnt that here, everyone. Yeah. Now and, you can all sleep. And so he would paint all his models by window light that was mm. sort of uh, slightly above the models and at about a 45-degree angle. So just imagine his little uh, loft. Um, he had his little bike. He was Dutch, so he'd have a bike outside, wouldn't mm. he? windmills and so he's a little windmill he was working out of which had the lights the windows are obviously high up um but what what rembrandt lighting basically is is uh the half it, it looks like split lighting val mm. but the uh shadow side of the face uh does have uh lighting on it not it's not as uh it's not as contrasty and the telltale sign the, the one thing that the one little feature you're looking for in Rembrandt lighting is the little triangle of light under the eyes in the shadow side. Mm. Like that's the Rembrandt signature. It's kind of like where's Wally. Do you remember that? <laughs> Where you have to, like, look for little where, Wally in, in yes. an image. Yeah. Yes. That's so you're looking for the little triangle. That was Rembrandt's sort of little, he was the first where's Wally. <laughs> You, you will hear that nowhere ever except for here. Rembrandt was the first, was the first Wally. Where's Wally with a triangle. Okay. So <laughs> this lighting style is my favourite of all the lighting Why styles. Why is that? You know, you're not supposed to have favourites, but I do. <laughs> and I love this one more. I never tell the other lighting styles this, by the way. I tell them all that I love them equally. Is this what you say to your children? Yes. I don't have favourites. I you love them the same, but they're different. It's like my animals. I love them all the same. You can't have favourites. Yeah, okay. I think it's the most flattering and beautiful of lighting styles. So, you know, it's mm. you, you can't go wrong with a beautiful Rembrandt lighting. Everyone looks amazing. And it's so have you lit this? So what have you so actually basically used? this shot, it's Jared DeParis. He's, a, he's a, an Australian actor. He was this, in Underbelly Squizzy. Yeah. This is basically you've got a window light uh, camera, a window, a uh, soft diffuse window light camera left, 
and uh, it, it's 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 hitting him, and the light wraps around to the other side and uh, gives you that classic Rembrandt lighting. So you can do that with uh, a softbox. You can create it with an umbrella. Uh, you can create it with uh, just daylight as well. Fantastic. So, I love that you can actually, there are so many paths that lead to Rome is what you're saying, is that these, you, you're outlining a variety of classic lighting styles, but they can be achieved with so many different types of lights. You don't have to buy a particular type of light just to get loop lighting. You don't have to buy a particular kind of light just to get Rembrandt lighting. You can use what, you, it's where you position the light that makes it happen. Exactly. Where you position the light in relation to the model and then Again, how, how much you want to control that lighting depends on if you just want to be, uh, just have one light or bring in more fill light to, to all the fill lights do is minimise the amount of shadows. Mm. Okay, brilliant. Love all it. All right. So, so that's Rembrandt lighting. The next one, Val, is rim lighting. So what basically, is rim, lighting? rim lighting is uh, is when you've got the light coming from behind the model. Oh. Okay. So it's also called uh, backlight or hair light. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I like to use this on its own uh, as a really cool effect. So if I'm lighting someone in daylight, like uh, there's a shot there of actress Kate Ritchie, she's lying on a bed. That shot without any lighting in it was, uh, it could have been, it was perfectly acceptable. But to me, it looked a bit flat. There wasn't any enough contrast in the shot. That's just daylight coming on. There's a window directly behind me. Wow. I thought it was a bit flat. I wanted to add contrast. So rather than lighting her from the face, which would have been just more of the same, mm. I've lit her from behind and I've just put a hair light in. And that's just a very soft, low softbox to to uh, light her hair, and it just adds a little bit of bling in the yes, shot. Great, and it just it it was that was all it needed to lift that whole shot and give it that just a, just a little bit more um, contrast. Yeah, because otherwise it just would have been this brown bun on the top of her head, uh, with you know not not a great deal of texture, not a great deal of light reflecting it just, off it. It just brings life into the shot, Val, because that's what I'm trying to do. Like everything's everything's great, and then I'm looking for what can I do? Can I add a light into this shot? Is it going to uh, uh, add to my image or or take away? And in this case, that little bit of rim lighting really added to it. Another example of where I use rim lighting is if I have a very dark background and I want to separate my models from the background. So there's mm. a, a shot where I did a Star Wars parody. And uh, the boys are all uh, set up in a, like a Star Wars background, which I've dropped in, but I knew that I would have a dark background. So I deliberately used uh, rim lighting on them, okay, lit them from behind as well as from the front so that they were all separate from the background. The hair light separates them. And particularly useful if you have a dark background and a model with dark hair. Exactly. And so it doesn't necessarily, again, need to be lit. Uh, So there's another example where I love using rim lighting and the best example of it is the sun, daylight. So backlight, backlight your models. It's really flattering. If you don't have flash and it's too shadowy on their face, then you can use a fill board to fill in the front and uh, expose for the highlights in the front uh, to, to balance your shot. But rim lighting is a really beautiful, flattering kind of light, separates your model from the background and, uh, and, and looks amazing. I think it's a really cool effect. Gorgeous. Okay. Love it. I, I find, I, do, I must admit, I do find it difficult to, when I'm doing portraits that are backlit, you know, and I try so many combinations of aperture, of ISO, of this, of that. I tr- did this on the weekend and, you know, I got there in the end, but I actually don't remember how I got there. <laughs> so you're always, so with back, you're always exposing for the highlights, Val, and what's happening to you is your c- camera is being confused mm. by the amount of um, Hans. Li- light that's coming in. Hans is confused. So what I suggest you do in that, 
um, if you, I would get get a light meter, but like not everyone's going to buy a light meter. You just go right up in, if you can. If you're photographing someone that you know, go right up into their face as close as you can and take a reading so there's just skin tone filling the frame and not affected by anything like the sunlight in the background. You'll get the correct exposure. Then right. open up by a stop because Hans is telling the camera is telling you a mid grey reading. You want yep. a bright bright lighter reading then you should get the right exposure try that next time i will try that this weekend all right what else we so, got so that's that's the they're the basic lighting styles now just a couple of things i want to point out is like when you're working with these uh lighting styles there are ways to uh shoot using any one of these classic lighting styles and the two different uh ways you can shoot is using these styles as short lighting versus broad lighting. So basically, uh, and this is going to affect how people look, the way, the, the, the direction that you uh, point your camera. So um, if you um, if you photograph someone uh, from the, into the shadow side of the face, uh, you're going to, it, that's called short lighting and that's really flattering because it makes the face appear narrower. So I've put a couple of examples of short lighting um, in. So you, you know how we've got all the examples like the Rembrandt style um, and uh, the split lighting style and yes. beauty style. There's always going to be a shadow, some shadow on one side of the face and some highlight yes. on one side of the face, right? The side that you shoot into is going to affect how the model looks. Mm-hmm. So if you want people to look uh, slightly thinner in the face, if you've got someone who's fuller, a fuller-faced model, shoot into the shadow side and it's going to make their face right. narrower. Oh. If you've got a model who's got a thinner face, shoot into the highlight side of the face. It's going to make the face appear broader, hence the oh name broad lighting yes. and short lighting. This is brilliant. Okay. Oh, this is this is this is this is a cracker. A big aha moment for you there, Val. It really is. Yes. And yeah. in, in listeners, seriously, if you didn't quite get that, rewind and and listen again because it makes so much sense. So I don't know why I've never thought of it. Anyway, it makes more sense. It's hard to imagine. Mm. Have a look at the show notes. There's a couple of really good examples of each style of lighting, and you will see it. You will see the difference uh, in, in that style. Okay. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, this is my next project. This is what I'm going to do because awesome. I'm just as an experiment. Um, yes. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, go on. Sorry. And, and, and finally, we got um, so when to use moody and when to use flat lighting. Now, as a general rule, because of the work that I do, I I tend to lean towards using a flatter style of lighting. Now, I do add a bit of mood, but I always uh, fill in my shadows. I don't like my shadows going to a hundred percent dark. I like to see detail in my shadows. So I, I'm leaning towards a flatter style of lighting because uh, flat lighting is flattering. So <laughs> did there, Val? <laughs> flat okay. lighting is flattering. And I also prefer, I prefer to work with soft lighting over hard. So the, the, because I don't want to be spending time um, retouching uh, imperfections. So I've always been a lover of uh, soft lighting uh, is my preference, but m- many people work with hard lighting and they love it. If you've got time and uh, you've got time to retouch uh, images and you don't have to retouch images. If you're doing like beautiful, strong character portraits and you want that gritty, hard look, then go for it. Hard lighting and, uh, you know, use those uh, either loop or, or beauty lighting with a, 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 gri- a, a dish over the top of the model. You're going to get that really hard, gritty look. It's a great look. Mm. 
Brilliant. Okay. Very excited. I'm almost keen to just wrap up the podcast so I can start trying. Yeah, we'll go that, off. Yeah. Go. <laughs> that particular um, technique. But I'm sure, I mean, there's a lot um, that I've gotten out of the, this episode apart from that. And I hope you guys have too, everyone who's listening. We'd love your feedback. So please do reach out to us on social media. But join us on uh, Facebook. There's a great community going on the Facebook group, So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community. Now, that brings us to... Hashtag Gina challenge. For those of you who are new to the podcast, every week we have a theme and, you know, they range from we've had black and white, we've had style, we've had, you know, portraits, we've had a whole range of different themes where we all think it, where we all upload a photo either on Instagram or on the Facebook group, uh, all with the same theme so that we can share our photos and we can, you know, have some kind of common thread. And uh, someone in the Facebook group made a really great point, and I think we should do this, Gina, is we should actually pin the theme each week. Yeah, I to... saw that and I don't know how to do it, so that's why I let it go. <laughs> it's like, what is this pin thing? Okay. And I was I... going to ask you. <laughs> I will pin it. I will pin it to the top of the page um, every week and then we will know um, what the theme is for that week. But what should our theme for Hashtag Gina Challenge be this week? Okay, this is something that everyone can, can do. I, I want to see examples of Rembrandt lighting. Okay, so this can be done with, uh, and I want you to tell me what you've used, whether it's window light, light mm. lightsaber, um, iPhone light, <laughs> torch, flash, anything. But we're all going to be looking for that classic little triangle in the shadow side, mm. where's Wally style. So, yeah, your, your interpretations of uh, Rembrandt lighting. Wonderful. So hashtag it uh, with hashtag Gina Challenge and also hashtag Rembrandt. So we know which theme you're going for because as time goes on, some people are listening to these episodes out of order and they're doing some of the older hashtags, which is totally fine. But what we should do is hashtag Gina Challenge and hashtag Rembrandt. We'd love to see your stuff. All right. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. What are you up to this coming week? I'm about to head out for dinner now, Val. So beautiful Vietnamese. And then it's like, it, honestly, it's lifestyle year for me. So I'm doing more, another lifestyle shoot. I'm going to try and not get arrested yeah. uh, this yeah. week if I can. You, what are you up to, Val? I am recording another podcast, actually, after this, because I have my other podcast, so you want to be a writer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, oh, it's always great, you know, to, to have a lot of variety, and I'm interviewing uh, somebody who's written a biography. So Awesome. Yeah, I, uh, no chance of me getting arrested. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, check out Gina's website and sign up to her newsletter at ginamilitia.com. And we look forward to chatting to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com. <laughs>